Hello and welcome to the formal review. Today, we will be looking at the 2018 film, Incredibles 2. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the review. Hey everybody, welcome back. Before I go into talking about this film, I just want to say there is going to be a little bit of spoilers, but I do say this every time. I think the best way is to go watch the film and kind of listen afterwards, so go do that. But if you really don't care, keep listening. So Incredibles 2 is a 3D computer animated superhero film produced by Pixar Animation Studios. It is the 20th film made by Pixar, and it is the direct sequel to 2004's The Incredibles. It's been 14 years since that film, so it's about time we got a sequel. If you want to check out my full thoughts on what I thought of the first film, check out Box Office Buzz. This film stars voice acting of Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, Sarah Vowell, Samuel Jackson, Baum Odenkirk, Katherine Keener, and also Puck Milner. So this very anticipated sequel picks up right where the first film left off. The Incredibles, voiced by Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, Sarah Vowell, and Huck Milner as Mr. Incredible, Elastigirl, Violet, and Dash are fighting off the Underminer voiced by Pixar's Good Luck Charm, John Ratzenberger. I do want to say in regard to this specific scene, how it was shown on screen, I thought it was very reminiscent of Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, in that it showed you from a different point of view of a character that in the prior film wasn't really significant. With the help of their good friend Frozone voiced by Samuel Jackson, they're able to save the bank from destruction but the underminer gets away. The plot line of that superheroes are illegal continues from the original into this film and people see the benefits to having superpowers but people also see the destruction that they cause. So there's a kind of a political battle here of which one do they want more. Because of this the incredible family has to go into hiding again. But then a telecommunication CEO named Winston Dever voiced by Bob Odenkirk and his tech genius sister Evelyn, voiced by Katherine Keener, take the opportunity to make superheroes positive image again. Winston convinces Elastigirl to become a superhero again, but but wear essentially body cam that can show the community of what she does and how it's not a negative thing. While Elastigirl is going on her mission, Mr. Incredible has to stay home with the kids. And I think that that's one of the stronger messages of this film is that it really pushes the idea of what is a hero? Is it the obvious person who's going to go out and save a bunch of people and the one that stops the bad guy? Or is it the person who stays at home and does parenting? Now parenting obviously is of dealing with the attitude of their children, dealing with trying to help them with their homework, trying to take care of a young baby. I mean, is a very hard thing to do. Incredible says these two things are equal. Both of these things are heroes and I, and I think that's one of Pixar's strongest thing is to push a overall message and I mean if you look at Inside Out it deals with sadness as part of life there's nothing wrong with that. I think this film also does really well is actually switching the roles I mean historically speak the man is supposed to be going out doing all the work while the woman stays at home because and that's what happened in the original and I think that that how they flip that on its head and showing that parenting in itself can be a hero's work because that's something that the original didn't really touch on as much. In the original not only did a last girl have to go into hiding she had to raise three kids and that's not really talked about very much in this film they show that and they show that this is a hard job to do and showing a man doing that I think is definitely 
a very progressive message, and I think that that's a very good ode to women empowerment. Brad Bird does actually a very good job at creating a relatively speaking new film, but also keeping it fairly grounded in that it doesn't really divert too much from the characters that we know and love from the first film. Being a film that's a, a sequel 14 years later, you could think that, honestly, you're worried about these types of films that are sequels but that take so long. I mean, when it comes to Hollywood of doing sequels that has such a big block of time in between, it doesn't work as well. But this is one of those few films that is able to do it well because they're able to tie in a bunch of humor, great action, the animation looks absolutely fantastic. You can tell that there has been advancements in technology. I think this film does move fairly quickly. It's about a two hours runtime and frankly I didn't feel that two hours passed when I was done because this film moves really quickly. A lot is happening. It keeps you entertained. And going on to the characters, I think that this film, I think, is, again, similar to the original, is voiced really well. Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter both capture their characters really well. And Frozone is great by Samuel L. Jackson. I think Bob Odenkirk does a fairly good job at playing a CEO type. I think Brad Bird coming back and doing Edna Mode, I think that was a lot of fun. I, she's a great character. Having said that, I wish there were a few things that happened more in the film. I think that... I wish, honestly, there was a little bit more Edna Mode. She was such a staple in the original that how she was used in this film feels a little bit minuscule and doesn't really help the film in a way that she helped the previous film. It didn't seem like they knew what to do with her. This film kind of falters a little bit. It just doesn't feel the same. It's not saying that this film is bad. It's more of just there's something missing. It just doesn't seem as good. I think maybe it's because the villain did, for me, did not have a strong enough backstory. They kind of rushed through it. I think that their, their motives seemed very, very lackluster in comparison to the first film. I wasn't engaged in their story. There wasn't much development to it, but that's such a small thing. And it may honestly be a preferential thing. This sequel doesn't really, in my opinion, match the greatness of the other Pixar films such as Up, Coco, Inside Out, Toy Story 2. This film works. I think that it's just a little bit behind the original. This movie has so much good for it. It's a rare sequel that really lives up to everyone's expectations and a lot of fans are gonna get little Easter eggs that Pixar does in their films. They're gonna get a really fun, jazzy score by Michael Giancchino and it has gonna have some great dialogue it's gonna this audience think of what it means to be a superhero and this theme I think is a really good one and it'll make any audience member laugh think and honestly have people appreciate family I would definitely recommend going to see it in theaters it's a lot of fun and I would rate this film 4.5 Ties. Now, I want to know what you thought of the film. Did it meet your expectations? How does it rate among your other Pixar films? I'm available on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same URL at the formal review. You can also check out Box Office Buzz for my written reviews. Now, the formal review is now available on multiple platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more. Feel free to subscribe on that so you always know when there's a new episode coming out. But until next time, I'll see you at the movies. Take care, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Formal Review. We hope you'll join us again.